Welcome to Midpen Sports Weekly, the only podcast covering all sports across the Midpen Conference, and we are gearing up for the home stretch of football as well as the basketball season beginning this weekend, Friday, Saturday. Girls basketball, boys basketball, and I believe wrestling and swimming are ready to go for their winter sports seasons. Uh, it's going to be a very fun winter sports season. We'll have the coverage all winter long for you here on MidPen Sports Weekly. But first, we got to talk about football, Dravid, as uh, these teams are heating up. And there's still five MidPen teams alive in the state tournaments. Uh, and we'll start off here with, I'm just going to list the names here so everybody knows what MidPen is still alive, still high in the 1A bracket in the state semifinals on uh, Friday at uh, Shemokin High School against Canton in the 2A bracket. It's Trinity. They're still kicking along at Sealands Grove High School. They play Southern Columbia Friday at 7 p.m. in the state semifinal. In the 4A, it's Bishop McDevitt against Crestwood at Exeter Township High School in Reading um, at 7 p.m. Friday night. And in the 5A bracket, no mid-pen teams, but Cocalico, and we're going to talk about this as a fun story, Cocalico facing Pine Richland in the state semifinal uh, this Friday at Altoona, and finally in the 6A bracket, it's a mid-pen matchup between State College and Harrisburg Saturday uh, at Altoona Mansion Park, which was actually in the running for the state championship. It was one of the four bids, uh, Hershey Park Stadium, Cumberland Valley, uh, Beaver Stadium up at Penn State and Mansion Park for Altoona High School. Those were the four bids for the state championship host. Uh, obviously, CV ended up winning, but uh, mid-pen matchup at Altoona in the 6-8 bracket. Drevin, it is a very fun time to be a sports fan, as we say every week. Every week at this point, but it's true. It's as simple as that. And especially right now with... <clears throat> the best time of the year coming up Christmas time which also means the start of basketball plus now playoffs and coming to an end for football oh it's a great time yeah absolutely it is and we begin with their 1A bracket Steel High has chugged along all season and I, I forget who their one loss is actually uh, as Brazil takes the 1-0 lead in the World Cup here live as we record this uh, may have been a replay I'm not sure but anyways, Steel High and Canton facing each other this Friday at 7 p.m. Steel High uh, has been in the state tournament for quite some time now. I forget who they had in a play-in game, and it doesn't show it here on the state bracket. But they faced Windber two weeks back, uh, Windber area, at home. They won 37-7. Then they faced Northern Lehigh uh, this past... Yeah, I guess it was just this past week. Um... So their play-in game was two weeks ago. They faced Winber last week, actually. Um, and it really looked like they were going to lose this game. It really did. Uh, Jayon Perry was in the uh, one of the corners of the end zone. And it's just a perfectly placed ball from Alex Irby uh, to Jayon Perry. And that's what makes Alex Irby one of the top quarterbacks in the mid-pen because he's able to place those ball uh, perfectly for a back shoulder catch and a touchdown steal high. They end up winning the game 42 to 35. And now they have Canton, who faced Northern Cambria uh, last weekend 
or this this past weekend, and uh, they cruised 42 to 13. So this is really Steel High's toughest test, and it should be. I mean, this is the state semifinal. Uh, if they win, they faced Port Allegheny or Union, who face each other at uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. at Penn West Clarion University. Uh, but this is this is going to be Steel High's toughest tre- toughest test, Trevin. I yeah, we say it every week, but the opponents just keep getting better and better. Like you said, Canton basic owned Northern Cambria. They decimated Northern Cambria, forty-two to thirteen. Steelton, I, I kind of squeaked out that one, very very tight one, but they were able to do it still, and a win's a win. You take what you you take what you take, and like you said, Alex Irby had a had a huge pass to end that game, and that's the reason they won it. I think that I think that he's going to be the reason to keep going. If this team is going to keep rolling, it's going to be on the back of, of Alex Irby just being able to keep dominating. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I think that the big story here is what can Alex Irby continue to have the offense doing. I mean, what can he? What can he bring out of this team? I mean, they've played, what, 13 weeks of football now? I mean, this is like their 14th week, week I, I believe, uh, trailing back to the Chambersburg Peach Bowl, Peach Bowl, and they won that game in a shootout, too, and it ended up being uh, a third-down deal, which people are still confused about when they played Bishop Knievin, um, and they won that game. Now they're winning with uh, game-winning touchdowns here this past weekend. That's been the story all season long, and if they win, they go play in the state championship game against either Port Allegheny or Union uh, at Chapman Field. That game is Thursday, on December 8th at 1 p.m. at Chapman Field, uh, 1 p.m. on a Thursday, so people will be watching that game during school or during work, because you got to see Alex Irby uh, and really the whole the whole team. Ronald Burnett has really shown out in these last couple weeks as a running back. Uh, Bam Appleby from uh, Middletown that transferred over. I mean, he, he's been spectacular since he's been able to play. They've rolled through their mid-pen competition. Uh, I think a lot of people figured that they were going to do this in the state tournament and win, win, win. Uh, and they're looking to win again against Canton. Friday at 7. Let's go to the 2A bracket. Steel High was the third seed out of four in their district bracket. They ended up going to Jalone Catholic, and they beat them pretty handedly. Then they went to Anvil Cleota to win the district chip, and they did that pretty well. Also, Trinity has now... They uh, they won their play-in game. They faced Executive Education on Friday. Uh, now they're facing Southern Columbia uh, I was at the McDevitt game on Friday night, and I saw that in its entirety, but McDevitt started at 6 p.m. because of, uh, I think it was weather, and they just wanted to play it safe and started at 6. So then I made the trek from McDevitt's, um, when they finished out the game, I went to Trinity to watch the end of their game, and, uh, Trinity won pretty darn well, uh, 35-17 to 17 over executive education, and I was on that executive education sideline, I mean, frustration is an understatement, I think, with officials, with um, play calls, with the with just the pure 
ability for Trinity to, to get those interceptions, get those touchdowns. I mean, Trinity really frustrated executive education. And uh, But now, I mean, this is another team that's... Trinity is now taking, like, two steps up with their competition level. Southern Columbia is a powerhouse. I mean, many people know of Julian Fleming, who went there. Fleming committed to Ohio State. Uh, but Julian Fleming was, at one point, when he was at Southern Columbia, the number one receiver in the nation at a public school. Uh, and I I know that they are at least five-time PIAA winners. I, I read somewhere that they are defending five-time. Um, I'm not sure if that's accurate. I'm, I really have no clue. Uh, I'm looking at here, but Southern Columbia, pure dominance, and uh, Trinity hasn't... Trinity shouldn't be playing right now, but they are anyways, which shows you enough, I feel like, Trevin. Oh, yeah. Southern Columbia is a scary team, but don't count out Trinity just yet. The entire story of Trinity is Trinity just keeps finding ways to win. They have great players, but I feel like it's any given player any given day who will show out, and Trinity just keeps winning games. Southern Columbia is their biggest test of the year. That is without a doubt, like you said. And I think Trinity's going to show it. I think, like you said, Southern Columbia's a powerhouse. But I think Trinity's really going to show why the mid-pen is so good. I think we're going to see a real show out from Trinity here. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they're going to... They have nothing to lose. I mean, they have yeah. nothing to lose. And you know that Jordan Hill is going to bring these guys ready to play. Oh, um, yeah. The, he, they're going to be ready. And it's actually true. Southern Columbia, um, last year, their 65-game win streak was snapped, but they ended up winning the state championship, their fifth straight state championship uh, last year in 2021. Unbelievable. I mean... That's absurd. Yeah, they're defending five times. So, I mean, they're they're a powerhouse. An unbelievable powerhouse, really. Finally. Uh, but, yeah, Southern Columbia which has won three straight high school football America small school national championships. Uh, they finished off the season 15 and won last year. And that one loss snapped a 65-game win streak. Uh, so they're, they're really good, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, they just beat Bishop Guilfoyle, who's no walk in the park themselves, 42-14, to and they made him look like a walk in the park for sure. But Southern Columbia this year is 10-3, and three, and this is kind of an off year for them. Uh, they won District 4, Trinity won District 3, um, and they're going battle to battle. The winner will face Steel Valley or Westinghouse um, at Chapman Field. This game is Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, at Chapman Field for the site of the PIAA State Championship game. <coughs> and we go to... The 4A bracket, which holds McDevitt, who just beat Mannheim Central. Uh, I, I forget what the score was. It was it was not close. And they will play Crestwood at Exeter Township High School in Reading at 7 uh, p.m. this Friday. The winner will face Aliquippa and Allentown Central Catholic. This is going to be really Two really, really good games um, this Friday. McDevitt coming off of a big win this past week, Trevin. 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's more than anything a confidence-boosting win, and I think you're going to need it. The winner of Aliquippa in Allentown Central Catholic is going to be a nightmare. Whoever they play, those teams are both extremely good. Now, I'm not going to skim over Crestwood, but I do think McDevitt can beat Crestwood. It just comes down to playing your game, and they play like we've seen them play all year so far. They will win that game. And once they do that, I think you got to focus on beating whichever one of those teams because that will be tough for me. Yeah, I agree. And um, we talked about this before we started here, Trevin. Yeah. But Mannheim Central, their head coach said in the post-game presser, we just we lost to a really good 6A, oh, I mean 4A school. You know, the kind of making a dig at whoever – is involved in that. I mean, my question to you, Draven, is should McDevitt be a 6A school? Oh, you're really... You're hitting me with a... This, this is a very tough question here. Uh, I think McDevitt's fine where it is. Now, I'm... My school is one we like to kind of consider rivals with McDevitt. I go to Middletown, but I, I don't see... <laughs> being 4A. I think no matter what you like to complain about it, if you if you would have kept going, you probably would have still and they would have kept going, you still would have had to meet them. Suck it up. I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't care that, that that you like whatever. Just play your game. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I see both sides to this really um, because tr- truthfully I, I agree that I think McDevitt is, has easily the potential to play in 6A. But I also see what you're saying in the fact that it's just like, I mean, you've got to play. I mean, you've, yeah. you've got to look at your schedule, say, we're on McDevitt. This is, this is our game this week, and play. Because I think many of these teams that have played Steel High are able to say the same thing. You know, we, we we just lost to a really good 3A school when Steel High is, in in fact, 1A. I think Steel High could be competitive in 4A. I think I think Bishop McDevitt versus Steel High would be a really good game. Um, I agree, 100%. And, I, again, I think it just goes down to play who you play. I Yeah. If coaching will trump all, if you are like, if your coaching is that much better than anybody coaching, it will show, regardless of who you play. If I obviously players and talent and whatever you want to call it will play a factor, but you play who you play. Everybody else is playing who they play. Stop complaining and just play your game, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that you have an argument. He has an argument as well. I, yeah. If, if I had the decision to make right now, I would probably bump McDevitt up to 5A for the next year because they could be competitive in that. They could be competitive in 6A. Um, I, I, I would I would bump them up personally, but they haven't been bumped up. And if that's who you're going to play for the district championship, then that's who you're going to play. Um, yeah. And I'm sure that he accepts the loss. I mean, I'm sure that that's not like his his main thing that he's saying is like, well, they were really good and they should be 6A. I'm sure that he's not saying that, but I'm sure it was a subtle jab at this school who is a powerhouse in the mid-pen and a powerhouse in Pennsylvania being a 4A school. And I, so that's where I'm going to leave things. But uh, 
I think if McDevitt wins, then I, I would I would say that Aliquippa wins here uh, as they play Allentown Central Catholic, and it's a rematch, Clash of the Titans for a state championship as Aliquippa won last year in the state championship. Um, behind a really good running back who I believe is still there, uh, Aliquippa has always been. Um, unbelievable. They've graduated NFL talent. Uh, the Steelers have donated countless money to their program because of just the pure dominance that they've been able to put together. They're one of the best. I would love to see this rematch. Um, but we're just going to touch a little bit on 5A. And no, there's not a Big Penn team in the 5A bracket. But we've got to talk about Cocalico. 10-4 this year. They entered the district tournament as the 12 seed. They end up facing the one seed, Exeter Township, who has Penn State commits, who's a really good school, and they win. I have no clue how they keep doing this. This is the equivalent of like a, this is the equivalent of a 14 seed making it to the Elite Eight. It is. I mean, this is unreal. And if this- they beat Pine Richland then they look themselves in the mirror and say, we were the bottom seed in our district. In our district. And we are now playing, we're a win away from competing for a state title. Unreal. Props to Cocalico, who has never, never, never given up. They, they went past all of their games. They were never supposed to win. And they've kept winning. They play Pine Richland this week at Mansion Park, um, and they are looking at a possible state championship. Um, it's going to be tough, though. I, I think that Imhotep Charter, who just beat the state quarterfinal matchup in Whitehall, um, Imhotep Charter won 55-7. So uh, you're, you're looking at a... A tough, t- tough competition. If Imhotep Charter doesn't win, then they will face Upper Duplin, who is 14-0. So, Cocalico, I'm not going to doubt you, because clearly everybody has, and it hasn't amounted to anything so far. Uh, but props to Cocalico for how much they've been able to put together this year. I um, mean, the same thing last week, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I- Hey, let them prove, prove us wrong, Cocalico. Honestly, it would be incredible to see. Yeah, absolutely it would. Um, 6A is our final bracket that we're going to talk about, and we have got to talk about uh, State College and Harrisburg. I am so disappointed that this game isn't at Harrisburg because it's unrealistic for me to go to Altoona to watch this, but I want to see the game so bad, and I'll be watching along um, with Bob Long and Bruce Badgley, who will be manning up the stream at Bob Long Sports, and I'll put a link to that, because it's a mid-pen matchup, and it's a really good game, and everybody deserves to have a chance to watch this game, because Steel High, I'm sorry, State College has been unbelievable. I saw Harrisburg uh, twice this postseason, and once in the regular season, and uh, there's it's tough to get past this team for sure, um, and I am rocking with with uh, State College for this. I think that Finn Furmanek has a really good offense going, and clearly they have uh, 
been the better team than most this year. They are 13-0 after, after a win against North Allegheny um, in the state quarterfinal. And they'll face Harrisburg this again. And they beat Harrisburg in the regular season. I mean, this is a state college team that I've run all through season so far. I mean, if you followed our picks throughout the season, I don't think there was a time where I picked against state college. I like state college a lot. And I think they keep it going. Harrisburg by no means is a bad team, like we said. There are no bad teams at this point in the season. Uh, there are just some teams that are better. And I feel like State College is just one of those teams that is just better. As much as I, as much as you want to see Harrisburg or anything like that, it's State College. I think State College wins this one. Yeah, I like State College um, a lot. I think that they have a really good program over there. Uh, District 6 champions... Harrisburg is uh, playing with nothing to lose. I mean, they lost to Mannheim Township in the regular season, and they just beat them on Saturday for the district championship. So why not make it two? Why not make two regular season losses into two postseason wins? But uh, overall, I'm rocking with State College here because of just, I mean, if I pick against them, I will regret it until the game because... They are they are truly one of the best. Uh, the winner will face St. Joseph's Prep versus Garnett Valley. Uh, that game is played also on Saturday at Northeast Supersite in the Philadelphia area. Uh, Garnett Valley 13-0 on the year. St. Joseph's Prep is 10-1 after a 52-21 win against Parkland uh, last weekend in the quarterfinal matchup. Uh, so that does it for football, really. Um, but yeah, I'm rocking with uh, State College in that game, but Harrisburg playing with nothing to lose. Let's talk about basketball because, believe it or not, Trevin, the regular season can start Friday or Saturday. Oh, I'm so excited. It's such a great time of year. I, I, I love basketball season because football, it's great and all. But what you get if your team's really good, you get sixteen games in a year. How many do you get for basketball? There's sometimes where you're playing three, four times a week, and that's amazing. I love that too. The biggest thing that I love is that you can't really rule out many teams for playoffs because you look at the district bracket for basketball. It's similar to football. There's more teams, but not by a ton. But then basketball, like six or seven teams can qualify for the state tournament, and then it's chaos. It's like March Madness when the state tournament actually starts. That's what I love, is that football, the winner of the district bracket goes to the state bracket. Done. If you lose the district championship, you're done. Your season's over. Basketball, you can lose in like the second round and then be entered in another tournament to win and go back to the state tournament. It's that's what I love, really. Um, but let's talk about the mid pen championships from last year. Uh, the boys bracket was Shippensburg versus Trinity, Cedarcliff versus CV. Cedarcliff ends up winning against Shippensburg in the final to win the mid pen crown. Uh, Draven, is the mid-pen tournament for basketball going to look the same as last year? I don't think so. I think we see a big... I think, I think of those teams, I think the most likely return is Trinity. Trinity has reloaded and is still very good. If I'm not mistaken, their leading scorer from last year, Gabadon, I'm pretty sure he's gone now. Yeah. But 
you've got a couple of, of new people coming in. I, I'm blanking on their names currently, but I know they recruited um, a couple of new taller guys. There's one dude who's six foot seven, and then another who's six foot ten. They have they have brought in some talent to their roster, and I think Trinity is still going to be very good. I, th- I agree. I have heard things about this team that are scary for the opponents, um, but I I think that this is a team that's really going to roll through the regular season. I don't know if they'll be undefeated. I think we should chillax on that a little bit. I think that they'll be very good, though. Because you look at who they've lost. Yeah, they lost Julian Gabinon, but they have two two new recruits. Uh, they have Trey Wyatt. They have Owen Schlager. They have Max Schlager. They have uh, Wyatt Cooper. I, I'm not sure if Max Schlager... No. Um, I'm mixing up the names here. But Wyatt Cooper... Uh, Cooper Manley is is uh, manning up the seniors for Trinity. I think that they're ultimately going to be really good. I think that they'll improve from last year despite losing Julian Gabinon. And this is honestly, I think this is my mid-pen pick is Trinity because of just what they've been able to do. But uh, that's my capital division pick. And then uh, you look at the Commonwealth. Central Dolphins really good. I like... Um, Cumberland Valley. I think that Cumberland Valley splits the series with Central Dolphin. I'm going to say Cumberland Valley wins at home against Central Dolphin and loses away. But then they kind of are going to roll through a little bit. I think that they'll beat Carlisle twice, which is a little questionable. But I I think that it's reasonable to say that they beat Carlisle twice. Um, Harrisburg, I think that they can win. State College is very winnable for them. Um... And, I mean, CD East, I think they, they can beat. I really don't look at a ton of people on the schedule for Cumberland Valley and say that this is an automatic loss. I like them coming in. I think that they will be the back-to-back Commonwealth Division champions. I mean, I'm personally, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Seth Rothman as well. Actually, yeah. But I want to go back quickly because... The Capital Division, we spoke about Trinity, but I don't want to count out any other team in that. Specifically, I don't want to count out Middletown, and I don't want to count out um, McDevitt. These are two teams that are very, very, very good still. And also Steelton. Steelton now has also, like, football player Ben Appleby, he'll be going to basketball, and then also Pam Chisholm will be playing basketball, if I'm not mistaken. So... They've also got a lot of new talent. Trinity, I do think, ends out on top. But those are six games where I think they could honestly go 3-3. Three and three. I think those are six games where if Middletown's student section, as I, I was Middletown's team manager last year, so I was a little, I'm a little bit biased. But I know how bad that student section can be. I know how insane uh, McDevitt's can be. And even even Steelton's like insane rebounding ability. I think I think I could see them going maybe four and two in those games if they're not careful. But no. Going back to the Commonwealth I like Central Dolphin. I just don't think there's a team that really hangs with them there. I don't know if there's any team that I can see going, Oh yeah. I can confidently say we're gonna beat Central Dolphin. There are teams in the Capitol who can't even say that about Trinity, but I think I'd be more confident in any team from the Capitol beating Trinity than I would any other team in the Commonwealth beating Central Dolphin. Central Dolphin, I think, kind of walks away with this one fairly easily. 
Yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that CV is pretty scary, and I think that they'll split the series with Central Dolphin, but we look at the Keystone, and this is kind of a, a pretty darn good division, um, but Cedar Cliff, I think it's, I think Cedar Cliff will be pretty decent, and I know that Ty Savrakul has a plan for the loss of the Hauser brothers, because they have just lost... Tyler Hauser, who's going to play at Virginia Military Institute, and Justin Hauser, who went to the Phelps School, um, like a boarding school in the Philadelphia region, I believe. Um, so I, I, I think that Cedar Cliff will decline a little bit from last year and not necessarily win the division, but I think that they'll be pretty decent. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I feel like it's I'm sorry. I feel like it's hard to pick a book there as well. I I don't see a team that really contends with them. Um, I don't think LD, I don't think Hershey, like or Milton Hershey at that. Mifflin County I mean maybe Mechanicsburg if they like play well, but I think it's a very easy as long as Cedar Cliff does, like, despite the losses, like you said, I got, I was lucky enough to speak with Cedar Cliff's, like, um, starters. That is a good group, and I do think they can walk away with the Keystone fairly easily. Cedar Cliff, that is? Yes. I'm going with a dark horse here. I like Mechanicsburg. They, <sighs> they are wiped clean. New coach, new starting five, because their entire starting five graduated. Um, they, Sam DeLuca, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on any, anybody else, but Mike Jones, who's going to play football at Cornell. Um, Sam DeLuca's going to Bucknell, I believe. They have, uh, Sam's, um, they have another Sam, um, and I, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. But he, he was really good. What'd you say? A lot of Sams. Yes, yes. Um, but it, it'll come to me, of course, when we finish this episode, but... Um, I like Mechanicsburg. Josh Smith is going to man up that offense. Uh, but they lost a lot. Mike Gaffey, uh, a legend in the mid-pen. And we talked, to, or I talked to him in the summer before you were aboard uh, about going to Mechanicsburg. And he said that it's been a really good process. Um, I think that it's very reasonable for them to walk away with a better season than many people expected. We go to the Colonial Division. This is probably the weakness uh, of the mid-pen, really, is the Colonial. There's not too many good teams in this. I mean, to be honest, it, it's 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 a pretty weak division. Um, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I think comparably. I mean, I think comparably to other divisions, it's what really sucks. I think especially like side-by-side side with the Capitol. I think there are four... There are four to five teams from the Capitol where I say, okay, sorry, you're going to switch over to Colonial. If I think there are four or five teams where if you did that, they would go into the Colonial and fairly easily win that division. But with that being said, I think Big Springs wins it. I really like Big Springs this year. I think they're going to be a very scary team, and I think they should ro- roll through this division with ease. Yeah, I like I like Big Spring. I think it's very reasonable to be worried about Shippensburg, who came in second. Yes. Because they have a new coach. Uh, it was kind of... Uh, nobody really knows the details, I think. But um, there was a resignation 
of the old coach. They lost Jaden Statham. They lost Anthony Smith. I think it's very reasonable to be worried about what's going to happen to Shippensburg basketball this year. Uh, but I'll go with Big Spring, too. And we roll over to the Capital Division. And we oh, we talked about uh, Trinity. But uh, I, I want to touch on McDevitt and Middletown um, as well. McDevitt, I think, is going to be sort of a sleeper, scrappy team. They don't have the showboats this year. They don't have the, the like, super shiny, everybody loves on their team. But they have Mark Risser, who is a very, very good basketball coach, in my opinion. I've seen him uh, as an assistant for a couple years now. I mean, he is one of those guys that's like, let's, like, let's go effing win this thing. You know, like, that's, that's kind of what I think of what I what I think of McDevitt is this is like they they everybody wants to talk about Trinity let's go make him talk about us you know uh, yes so I, I think that this is going to be a really good division because you have Steelton Middletown Trinity McDevitt Boiling Springs should be okay um, Camp Hill just barely uh, missed the playoffs last year uh, we'll see what East Penn can do after last year. I'm sure they have things to prove after last year. And uh, I don't know much about Susquehanna Township, but I also know that they have a new coach um, in Malcolm Wirtz, who seems to be a pretty good fit over there. Um, he seems like a, one of those guys that cares more about what you do off the court than on the court. Um, and uh, he had like a three C's thing. Um about like character and I, I think that that's important for Susquehanna Township because this is a school that's had a lot of coaches in the past couple years and they're just looking to find the right fits and I think that Malcolm Mortz is is the right fit um, based off of what he said and it's the three C's uh, he said in a pen live Article: The three C's encompasses everything you want to get out of your basketball players. When you start talking about building a program, you got to do things like that to incorporate into your culture. Whether it be community service, team study hall, working and sweating in the gym, and getting better, um, I think that he is a really good fit for this new program, and I like um, I like what's going on at Township. But that is our uh, mid-pen basketball picks for the 2022-23 season. We'll get into girls basketball next week uh, because they have a pretty good season ahead of them here in the mid-pen as well. But so much going on, and we hope you enjoy the football season. But that does it for Mid-Pen Sports Weekly. Remember, you can find more content throughout the week on our website, linked in the bio of this uh, podcast episode as well as our social media pages at MidPen Weekly on Twitter and Instagram. That's at MidPen Weekly. That does it for me, Javin Murty. We'll see you next week on MidPen Weekly. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you next week.